Hello and welcome to Living Word Ministries where everyone is a winner. Join us as we rightly divide the word of truth. What, were we t- what are we talking about today? The fruit of the Spirit. And if you have been following it, what are we going to be talking about today? What are we going to be talking about today? The fruit of the Spirit. It talks about, let's go through it. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, gentleness, Faith, faith, and then meekness, which is self-control. Praise the Lord. So we're going to be talking about um, what are we talking about? Self-control, which is meekness. All right. Let's go to First Timothy six. Um, and it's going to be a long reading. Not that it has any, you have any problem with it, but I just mentioned it. Um, read from verse 1 through 11. 1 Timothy 6, verse 1 to 11. Let as many bondservers as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor, so that the name of God and his doctrine may not be blasphemed. And those who have believing masters, let them not despise them because they are brethren, but rather serve them because those who are benefited are believers and beloved. Teach and exhort these things. If anyone teaches otherwise and does not consent to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ and to the doctrine which accords with godliness, he is proud, knowing nothing, but is obsessed with disputes. Ah, and arguments over words. What's he saying? If anyone, basically, if anyone does not toe the line with the word of God, with what Jesus has taught, what the apostles have taught, is a proud person. Praise the Lord. Carry on. He is proud, knowing nothing, but it obsessed with disputes and arguments over words from which come envy, strife, reviling, evil suspicions, useless wranglings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, whom suppose that godliness is a means of gain. From, from such, withdraw yourself. Um, read, read that again, the last line there. From Use, um, verse 5, so useless, ra- uh, useless wranglings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth who suppose that godliness is a means of gain. Suppose they suppose godliness is a means of gain. In other words, um, you know, if, if, if you're godly, then you must, you must gain. And he's saying that's not necessarily the case. Carry on. From such, withdraw yourself. Now, godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, 
With these, we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts that drown men in destruction and and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows, with many sorrows. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're talking about self-control. And self-control, another word is meekness. And we say meekness is is not weakness. And if you're not careful, you won't grasp what is happening here. Self-control is controlling yourself in such a way that you're not proud. You're not boastful. Some people... Because of self-control, you present yourself as a meek person and in their eyes is weakness. That is not true. We're talking about the fruit of the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God that is in you should produce a character of meekness. Praise the Lord. Um, for, for a believer, it enables you to be slow to give offense or to take offense. As a believer, if you're bearing the fruit of the Spirit, it enables you to not give offense, and also enables you to take offense. Praise the Lord. When you are faced with a situation, most of us, we want to defend ourselves. Praise God. And we want to defend ourselves most of the time, majority, we want to defend ourselves whether we are right or wrong. Whether we are right or we are wrong, most of the time we want to defend ourselves. We don't want to be blamed. Now, it takes a matured person a spiritual matured person bearing the fruit of the spirit to say, you know what, I'm sorry. I messed up. It is meekness that enables you to say, yes, I'm wrong. And I'm telling you something. In this life, no matter how bad it gets, When you own up to your mistake, you diffuse a lot of fire. 
when a person owns up to their mistake, man, listen, you go a long way in life. People may not like your action, but the fact that you own up, you diffused the, the, the issue. You, you solve a lot of problems. So, as a believer, I want to encourage you to cultivate this fruit of the Spirit in your life. To be meek doesn't mean you are weak. You're just bearing the fruit of the Spirit. Self-control. You don't have to have it at all costs. Praise the Lord. You know, the reason why believers suffer, or I say some Christians suffer, is because of lack of self-control. Amen? Because of lack of self-control, and I'm not, you know, self-control, people think of, you know, um, sexual, no, that's not what he's talking about. Self-control with your finance, self-control with your gossip, self to act properly. So, you know, there are people that can see and say nothing. As soon as they see, they roll it out. No self-control. You ought to be able to see and say nothing. Proverbs tells us that we should be what? Slow to speak. But you see, we, we've lived that life, that way of life for so many years that we, we don't allow the word of God to change us. Self-control. As a believer, you, you, must, you must be in a position where you are above situation. Amen? Amen. So you don't react to situation. Amen? Let's look at Moses. Numbers 12. 1 through 3. A short one this time. Amen. Numbers 12, 1 to 3. Then Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ephesian woman who had, he had married, for he had married an Ephesian woman. So they said, has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. Now the man Moses was very humble, more than all men that were on the face of the earth. Amen. I'm sorry, but carry on. Um, carry on reading. From verse 4. Suddenly... The Lord said to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, Come out, you three, to the tabernacle of meeting. So the three came out. 
Then the Lord said, Come down in the pillar. Then the Lord came down in the pillar of cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam. And they both went forward. Then he said, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. I speak with him face to face, even plainly and not in dark sayings. And he sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? So the anger of the Lord was aroused against them, and he departed. And when the cloud departed from above the tabernacle, suddenly Miriam became leprous, as white as snow. Then Aaron turned forward toward Miriam, and there she was, a leper. So Aaron said to Moses, O my Lord, please do not lay this sin on us, in which we have done foolishly, in which we have sinned. Please do not let her be as one dead, those flesh is half consumed when he comes out of his mother's womb. So Moses cried out to the Lord, saying, please heal her, O Lord, God, I pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. You see, we're talking about self-control. We're talking about meekness. We're talking about meekness is not weakness. Now, here is Moses who has been offended. Moses has been offended. Aaron and um, Miriam. Miriam had backbiting. They have been backbiting against Moses. Moses did not hear. But God heard them. Amen. Thank God we don't have this that we don't have this scenario here in the church. People don't go out to eat after church on a Sunday and uh, talk about the pastor. We don't have that here. Praise the Lord. But Moses. When he heard it, when God intervened, my point is, when you use the pastor for lunch, God will hear you. The pastor may not hear you, but God will hear you. But listen, Moses is standing there, and Miriam is now a leper. And Moses says, Listen, get something out of here. Aaron, you know, the one that made the calf. And and then here again, Aaron and um, Miriam conspire and gossip about Moses. And then Miriam gets leprosy. And then Aaron, I believe this is Aaron. That's, That's why Aaron got away with it. Aaron said, oh, Lord. We have sinned against you. Do you get the point? Quick to repent. He didn't, do, he didn't do what Adam did. Trying to pass on the bat on someone. He says, Lord, we have sinned. 
Well, you see, if you own up to your mistake, you get away with it, Lord. I don't mean get away with a lot as, but you, you know, people, I, I want to find somebody that you actually own up to your mistake. And they say, well, you know, I'm still going to kill you anyway. Do you get the point where I'm trying to go? People, people, will, people will forgive if you're quick to repent. So Aaron quickly repented. And uh, he got away with it, so to speak. But Moses, this is my point. Moses had every right to let God kill Miriam. Moses had every right to allow God to do whatever, because after all, Moses is, you know, his hands is pure. It's not his, he hasn't done anything. He hasn't said anything. It's not him that is killing her. Sit back and let God do his thing for you. Moses steps in and says, Lord, save, save her, her sister. And that is self-control. Moses, and, and you see, it comes with confidence. If you are confident about yourself, if you know who you are in Christ, then nothing should be able to touch you, to cause you to react ungodly. Praise the Lord. So you need to have the assurance about yourself, first of all. Before when somebody says something, does something, it does not have effect over your life. If you, especially when you know where you are going. If you know, you know what, back home, when a farmer wants to... Go, you know, farm, you go and get a land, the land is really a jungle. Then they start, you know, cutting out, cutting out trees, doing this and that, clear the land, then they start planting. They have an idea, they, they have a vision, they know where they are going, no matter how bad it is, they know that they can handle it, they can change that situation. In your life, it's the same. Our life are not, you know, listen, even Buckingham Palace, even White House, I mean, it was in a jungle state before it got built. Are, are you with me? Our lives are the same in so many ways. Everything is not, everything is not, you know, made up already. You got to make it. And in that process of making it, you may hit some bumps. You may hit some hurdles. You may come to a mountain. But when you come to a mountain, there is, there is power in the word. Hallelujah. Amen. There is power in the word. And Jesus had given us the assurance that if we speak to our mountains, they will move. Praise the Lord. And you can change your situation by your word. Amen. So, the point is, when you are 
offended. When somebody offends you, listen, do the right thing. Two wrongs don't make right. When, you, when someone offends you, be quick. I'll, I'll, listen, 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 take this. Take this. When someone offends you, be quick to bless them. When some, you see, instead of you getting, getting irritated, bless them instead. When someone offend you, do them good. When, you see, you can never destroy evil with evil. I keep saying, telling you this. You will never destroy evil with evil. You will never, not, on, not in this land. Not in any spiritual realm. It is good to destroy evil. Praise the Lord. When somebody offends you, when somebody does something that it, it touches your skin, do them good. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Some of you, you don't know Apostle, but I've seen him. They said that the fittest, the fittest priest in town, when he, when he goes to town to minister, he'll be looking for that person to go and bless the person. For, so, for so doing, he notify all your effort against him. Praise the Lord. So Moses did not retaliate. Look in 1 Peter 3. First Peter 3, 8 to 9. 1 Peter verse 3. I mean, 1 Peter 3, verse 8 to 9. Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers. Be tender-hearted. Be courteous, not returning evil for evil or reveling for reveling. Not returning evil for evil. That's what I'm talking about. Do not return evil for evil. But knowing that you are called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. For he who, who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil. And his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him speak peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to the to their prayers. But their face, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, meekness enables you to refrain, um, to remain silent and not to retaliate. Do not render evil for evil. If you are bearing the fruit of the Spirit, you do not render evil for evil. Notice, notice 
what Peter, First Peter 3, they notice what he's saying. He says, listen, it says that do not render evil for evil. Did you, have you noticed that it did say don't render evil for evil? Do you, do you realize that the Bible does not say there is no evil? In other words, it's inevitable that evil will come. It's inevitable. Listen, for as long as you are in this vessel, you are in this human flesh, you will have issues that you have to deal with. For as long as you are dealing with human beings, you will have issues that you have to deal with. Don't render evil for evil. But blessing for evil. Praise the Lord. And then you will be well, 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 well equipped. Amen? Philippians 2, 3 to 4. Philippians 2, 3 to 4. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or, consent or conceit, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem others better than themselves. Let each of you look out, not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Amen. Amen. Self-control. Don't allow yourself to be so self selfish. Don't allow yourself to think of you know, they said uh, it's Kwekwe Nancy who had three things that we was sharing with his uh, someone. He said, I've taken one, and Nancy says, now you take one, and I'll take the other one. And Nancy's got two, the other person's got one. And Nancy making sure that he picks first. In other words, Nancy is always looking after himself. Praise the Lord. We are believers. This life we are living is a temporary life. We are living this life for that eternal life. The longest you will live here is just a little bit of a hundred. The longest you will live here is just a little bit of a hundred in this dispensation. 100, 110, 120, then you're gone. But the life that you are living, this 124, is eternal. So whatever you do, don't think of yourself at all time. Always make sure you are doing what the Bible say you should do. You are doing according to the word of God. And the word of God tells us 
that we should be each other's keeper. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. We are to be each other's keeper. We ought to look after ourselves and others. Praise the Lord. Now, the Bible does not tell us to look after others and not ourselves. We've got to have a balance. Some people look after others and not themselves. I always say, look, if you are no good, you can't help anyone. Amen? If you look, if you look after others to the point of you, if it's food, you give your food to everyone to eat, and you're starving and starving, very soon you'll die. I mean, you might starve for 40 days, but after 40 days, the doctor, they'll be taking your body to the coffin. You know, praise the Lord. Are you getting the point? Are you getting the point? What I'm saying is, if it is food, share it. But you also take some so that you'll be alive, so that you'll be strong to go and help more people. So you look after yourself and others. Don't look after others and not yourself. Praise the Lord. Um, James 1.21. James 1.21. Therefore... Lay aside all filthiness, filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Amen. Amen. Um, meekness enables believers to be teachable. Amen. If you're self-controlled, you are teachable. There are some that we struggle to embrace teaching. We embrace teaching, and especially in this Christian circle, people have learned things as they became Christians, wherever they were, wherever they started off with, they've, they've picked up things, they've learned some things, and it's really, really, really hard to let go some of the practices. And some of us have even made a, a decision. Forget it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm just not, you know, I'm happy with what I have. You know, you know um, I'll give you a good example. I was trying to help a fellow. And, you know, encouraging the fellow to try get him on the property ladder. And I'm encouraging and encouraging. And so one day he said, well, you know, I don't think, Pastor, this is going to happen because the Bible says, you know, I, I shouldn't borrow. I went cold. I couldn't say a word. But 
you know, but Pastor Hagen borrowed money to put up their church building. You know, and, and, and you see, there are people that think they know. And genuinely, they think they got it. For instance, the Bible says, don't, don't let your right hand see what the left hand is doing. So they don't want anybody to see their offering. You tell them 150 times, put your name down when you, so we can, no, 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 no. The Bible says, don't let the right, I don't want anybody to know what I'm giving. Now, there are things, you see, you have to unlearn before you can learn. You have to unlearn before you can learn. And if you have, a, 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 if you're bearing these fruits, you become teachable. You allow yourself to be taught. And that is why people, the people like what, you know, those that I'm describing about, they can't teach because they cannot allow themselves to be taught in the first place. Praise the Lord. So it is important as a believer to be opened. Look at Acts, Acts 18, 24 through 28. And, and this is a very good example of what I'm talking about. Acts 18, 24 to 28. Now a certain Jew named Apollos, born of Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in spirit. He spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord, though he knew only the, the baptism of John. So he began to speak boldly in the, in the synagogue. When Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. And when he desired to cross to Achia, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him. And when he arrived, he greatly helped those who had believed through grace for he vigorously refuted the Jews publicly, showing from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. Amen. Amen. Apollos was an eloquent man, matured in the word of God. He was preaching of John's um, repentance, baptism. And when they, the, the apostles, uh, disciples, when they heard him, they took him aside and expanded and gave him more detail. I mean, man, who are you to come and tell me? I'm already preaching, you know? But uh, uh, Apollos was a, a, a meek man. And listen to their advice. And listen to what they had to add to what he had already had. It says about they corrected him. He embraced the correction and went on fire for God. 
He embraced the correction and went on fire for God. People, most of the time it's people that don't know nothing, that don't want to know nothing. It is said that empty barrels make the most sound. People that don't, want, that don't know nothing, they are the ones that don't want to know nothing. They're not prepared to be taught because they know nothing. They know very little and make themselves big. Praise God. Now, we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit. You need to bear this fruit in your life. Apollos was an eloquent and mighty in spirit in scriptures, but he was meek enough to learn more. Praise the Lord. You see, meekness is strength under control. Meekness is just strength under control. You see, we say meekness is not weakness. When, when you are in a situation, people want you to act, react, and if you don't, the world says you are weak. But no, it's actually strength that you have, but your strength is well controlled. Amen? Your strength is well controlled. Most of the time, I always say, when you are, when two people are arguing, or when you, two people are discussing, and one begins to raise up his voice, or her voice into an argument, most of the time is because that individual cannot properly explain themselves in the argument. In other words, they don't have enough substance about what they are arguing about, and therefore it becomes a shouting matter. Praise the Lord. But I trust God, you that are hearing the word of God are going to apply it properly in your life. When you face a situation, the Bible says we should bless those that curses us. Amen? The Bible tells us we should not render we should not render, we should not render, what? Pardon? So, when we are faced with a situation that is evil, our reaction is to do good. Do good. Do good. Psalm 37, it talks about do good. There's a verse that talks about just do good. Just do good. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening. Join us for our weekly Sunday service at 10.30 a.m. 
336 Brixton Road. We hope you were blessed.